and welcome to Phil and Nadia's Unreal Prognosis, the podcast where a pair of gregarious palookas discuss the ins and outs of scenarios that will never ever happen. Each episode we will be addressing two hypothetical scenarios, each with room for a random variable. Our naughty random robopal Rambot will help us fill in the blanks with his spectacular powers of picking things at random. From there, Nadia and I will discuss the particulars of the Unreal scenario and deliver our prognosis hopefully too much amusement hopefully hopefully so let's dive right in nadia what do we have first we have to pitch a brand new primetime tv show it's like blank meets blank and there are two different variables so in the list i'll just read off the list basically of what the variables are so for the first blank could be blind date bake off changing rooms snog marry avoid classic (laughs) (laughs) or for the second blank the options are gladiators 24 hours in a and e crystal maze and miranda (laughs) so phil what are your initial thoughts with this there's there's so many different options with this because there's two different sets of variables i think the first the first options they're very kind of the pleasant ones where it's just kind of like slice of life or dating or things like that whereas the second set they seem to be a little bit more manic Mm -hmm. a bit more dangerous a bit more dangerous especially miranda um (laughs) because she does fall over a lot she does and her life is very very manic itself so um yeah also that these are very classic as well especially snog mario void yeah shout out to pod because we are a pod cast oh yeah <laughs> we are a pod i love pod she was very rude from what i remember and that's what i love about her <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah it'd be interesting to see like snog mario void meets miranda because i'd love to hear what pod would say about miranda yeah that would be good although um it's all about like the make under in Snog Maria Void, um, and I wouldn't say like Miranda's too made up. Um, so it'd be interesting to see what Pod had to say about that. That's very true. One thing that I'm actually quite scared about is the idea of blind date. Actually, any of them, um, and a mix with twenty four hours in A and E because <laughs> it's uh, yeah. I think Bake Off and 24 Hours in A&E, there's a very straightforward narrative there. Cooking accident. Yeah. Blind Date. <laughs> Ooh, that's just... I'd very much like the idea of Blind Date meets Crystal Maze. Yeah. That just sounds perfect. Yeah. That would be really good, actually. So it could just be anything. Um, so this is just a treasure trove of possibilities. Let's get Rambot over here to pick our, our two shows to smash together. Rambot! Rambot! Hey Rambot. hey Rambot, how's it going? You're right, Rambot. You seem quite pensive today. Oh God, he's yeah, a lot more introverted than usual. Hmm. Well, he has told me, Phil, that this past week he's actually been having a go at becoming a novelist. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yep, he wants to write the great American novel. Even though Rambot is not American and he does not live in America, but he's quite adamant on this. So obviously, I've had a look. At his first couple of drafts. <laughs> it doesn't really make much sense. Like, literally, each sentence is followed by a second sentence that is a completely random sentence. Obviously, it's Rambot, so... That's just as random as you would expect. It does make for difficult reading. The plot does tend to jump around a bit. There isn't a flowing narrative from what I can make out, but, you know, he's uh, he's really really interested in this one phil i think he might actually go for it long term he's just gonna like force it 
Yeah. I mean, it does sound very avant-garde. I imagine there's lots of people in in art circles in America that would eat that up. Me, personally, I like I like a good story. I like a narrative, so I might not pick that one up, personally. Yeah, might not be for you, Phil, but... If it comes on audiobook, I might listen to it. Just yeah. put it on in the background. Just, just as long as, like, you know, they get a, a good actor to do the, the reading... <laughs> And not Rambot himself. <laughs> Who who's the main character? Is it is it autobiographical? Is it Star Rambot? It does, but it seems to be set in the nineteen sixties. Oh, so I guess it's Rambot, but not Rambot as we currently know him. Um, Romanticized version of Rambot. Yeah, I think so. Definitely. Mm. Who do we think should play Rambot in the movie? If there was to be a movie, hmm, that's a good question. Who would you think, Phil? What's the tone of the novel? It's tragic yet comedic. Yeah, bizarre. <laughs> okay, I think I've got just the actor in mind in that case. Okay. Adam Driver. Yeah. I think. He's got the range. He has. To do all of that, I think. So Adam Driver would make an excellent Rambot. I agree. Adam, if you're listening, get in touch with our our RoboPal. Uh, we could make this happen, you know. Uh, but, I mean, novel first, I suppose. Yes, literally only written about three pages. Quite hard to get your teeth into this far. But it's, you know, it's certainly different. It's very interesting to see how he's managed to get every possible genre into, like, you know, a couple of pages of, of prose. It's quite impressive, really, but also <laughs> not impressive because it doesn't really make sense. But maybe later in the book it does. Who knows? I'm not super excited about it, to be honest, but at least it's keeping him busy and out of the way. Exactly. He's being creative. That is good. I'm, I'm very glad for you there, Rambot. Definitely. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's been a quiet week on a, on a real prognosis without Rambot running amok yeah, everywhere. Yeah, so. I did sort of wonder, and then obviously I knocked on his cupboard to see what he was up to, and he was smoking a pipe, which was didn't even know robots could smoke a pipe, and he had a little <laughs> sort of toy typewriter there with him and was bashing it quite angrily, so I d- obviously had to ask what was going on, and then he told me about his desire to, to write the great American novel. Well, well... I'm glad he didn't ask me to proofread it, and you know I'm I'm rather you than me, Nadia. Uh, I did sort of advise him that you know with his next chapter maybe to approach you. Oh, do oh, because no. I'm going to be quite busy, and also I've um, just forgotten how to read. So yeah, I, th- I think um, I think maybe now I need reading glasses, and uh, I've lost them just like that straight away. <laughs> did you hear that, Rambot? I, uh, no, nobody can read anymore. <laughs> Maybe you should stick to your day job and pick us a couple of options. So for option number one, Rambot has selected changing rooms. And for option number two, Rambot has selected the crystal maze. Okay, interesting. Let me just read that out with the the chosen variables there. You have to pitch a brand new primetime TV show. It's like Changing Rooms meets The Crystal Maze. Phil, how would your pitch start? Well, this is difficult. (laughs) Okay, on the spot, I guess, I'd be like, so, have I got an idea for you? Do you remember how awesome TV used to be? Um, Remember The Crystal Maze? That very high-octane puzzle-solving show? Well, we wanted to capture that with all the heartfelt sentiment of changing rooms. 
have I got a, an idea for you? And, and from there, I guess I'd go into the particulars, which <laughs> I might need a little bit of help with, Nadia. I'm finding this, this is quite an odd mix. It is an odd mix. One of the biggest issues here, I think, that fans of each programmes would be like, well, what's the, the theme tune going to be? Changing Rooms itself has a, a classic theme. So does the Crystal Maze. The two don't really mix together. So what would happen there? For? I'm thinking like a more floaty arrangement of the Crystal Maze theme played on a clarinet. No, I don't know. Oh no, I'm digging it. Yeah, like... Or maybe like swinging a bit. I don't know. Yeah, see, that's already the first issue here. Maybe a more dangerous version of the changing room theme. I don't know. I don't know. I do think that's the way around we need to tackle it. Definitely. I think rather than trying to make Crystal Maze more light, we need to make changing rooms more dangerous. I think actually, I'm going to reassess my earlier pitch. I think the way I'm going to tackle this is rather than remember how everyone loved Crystal Maze, now we need to make it more heartfelt. I'm going to make, do you remember how popular Changing Rooms is? Imagine how much more watchable it be if it were dangerous. That is very true. With like also the offer of winning a, a crystal at the end of it and also possibly, you know, designing the, the room of your neighbour's dreams all in one. Fortunately how these two have collided, the one thing that these share in common is rooms like changing rooms obviously is very rooms orientated and crystal maze also very rooms now the one thing that as a like as a child when i used to watch crystal mazes the one thing that always frightened me is is when a player gets locked in the room like it's very scary because as a child you assume that if they don't get them out they're just going to stay in there and rot that's it yeah forever they're just there now i want that element for changing rooms oh okay i mean in changing rooms they are already working to a time limit and they are sort of like you know a team how, how do you think the presenter would be are we going for a richard Iowadi? are we going for the o'brien the carol smiley what way would you you go or, or something completely new we need to kind of strike that balance so we need someone who encapsulates the wholesome made dangerous it's got to be someone very like energized and very active because crystal maze involves a lot of running around but it's also got to be somebody who is kind of Hmm. sentimental person i imagine there's going to be a lot of crying from the contestants so yeah we are going to need someone that's going to have to you know say don't worry someone who's also a little bit wacky like richard o'brien used to be um I'm thinking now this might be a bit out of left field, but I'm thinking maybe Jonathan Van Ness from Queer Eye. And I know he's not the he's not the home improvements guy, mm. but I don't necessarily think that's like, you know, he could have a consultant there, you know. He might bring Bobby with him. Yeah, I could see that. He's got the right energy. Yeah, his energy's yeah. right. So I think maybe for a pilot episode we'd get Jonathan in. But then they are quite British shows. Would that be a bit, you know, would it be a bit too... Oh yeah, that's very true. It might get a bit too weepy and Extreme House makeover and, you know, we don't we don't want heartwarming stories, really. That'll put a lot of people off. Yeah, I think maybe, yeah, we're, tr- we're trying to kind of squeeze the heart out of changing rooms and turn it into something dangerous. Hmm. So, okay, I guess we're leaning more on the danger side of, of the theme. Yeah. Someone like Jimmy Carr, I think, it seems, comes across as quite dangerous. He has, like, a sort of evil face that you think he'd be capable of anything. So that would be a bit dangerous. That is true, actually. You couldn't trust him. You couldn't trust him. How do you think you'd cope with the physicality the energy because the other thing about Jimmy Carr is he's very sort of stiff deadpan laid back not kind of high octane style yeah true yeah. and also the laugh would 
Yeah, yeah that mm. laugh. Um, I I don't know if I could watch watch it just off that. Although maybe like you know maybe you won't be laughing so much. So let's talk about the actual practicalities of the show. So is it going to be set in a house? Like in changing room style? Is it, are you going to be making over a house this way? Yes, I think it would be rooms in a house, possibly with neighbours, because there still needs to have that sort of element of surprise. You're not just decorating your house you're doing it for somebody else's so there's always that kind of like are you going to ruin this friendship here what's going to happen obviously it's, it's making over rooms in a time limit yes and if you don't meet that time limit presumably you're locked in that room yeah yeah you're locked in that room so i guess it'll be a team in yeah. a house and you've got to decorate all of the house otherwise well, there needs to be some sort of like threat doesn't there well that's the thing is so with, with the crystal maze the downside of having a teammate locked in a room is at the end when they're just kind of dropping all those golden and silver tickets you've got one less pair of hands in the in the big dome to catch it mm. so and it has to be kind of like a final challenge where you need as many people as you can yes so maybe those golden tickets and those bits of paper and whatever, if you get loads of those, then you, that means you actually get a professional team to go back to your house to do it in the exact same exact way that you want, to fulfil your decorating dreams. If not, then you've got rooms that are half painted in awful colours and that's it. You have to sign a contract at the beginning that means you cannot <laughs> decorate your house for at least five years after the show ends. Yeah, if you want to sell it, you've got to sell it in that condition. You <laughs> And like when when they put the property on, on the market, they'll be like, you know, like disclaimer, it was on the, the, the changing, changing maze. maze. The changing maze. Um, <laughs> that sounds sinister. This is another thing as well. You're locked in the room until the challenge is completed. I think as well, that there'd be somebody watching you in the room and obviously the teammates are watching you as you decorate in the room mm. but there'd also be like kind of a design consultant who would decide when you're finished and that's when the door would unlock because in the crystal maze there's always like a criteria for getting out of the room yeah that's true yeah that is true so I think maybe it, you'd have to satisfy a criteria so you'd be under a lot of pressure I think that there would still be a need to get a crystal in each room definitely you'd need to do that but also while doing that you have to be decorating at the same time. Oh, there's a puzzle as well? Yes. <gasps> How fiendish. The, the interior designer would be the one that they'll guide you with the decoration, but also... Is it an interior design-based puzzle? Oh, it could be, yeah. Maybe it's just something that is like, it's very difficult to do that maybe not necessarily everyone understands how to do like paint a ceiling that's difficult mm. um, maybe the challenge is just paint a ceiling um, although actually interestingly uh, one of the things I also liked about Crystal Maze is is that when you're trying to pick your team you pick your team based on who is good at what type of task yeah. so um, this might not be correct I'm just gonna I'm just gonna try and remember this so Crystal Maze uh, the challenges there's four different types of challenges there's a physical challenge there's a mental challenge there's a skill challenge and I think the other one is just mystery. So physical challenge is kind of like, I guess it's like trying to move a lot of things quickly, like, like go to point A, go to point B or like kind of put pegs in holes and things. Whereas a mental challenge, it'll be like kind of mathematics and things. You'd have to like kind of do sums or like match things to things. And then a skill one is kind of like balancing or like throwing things into hoops or whatever. And then the mystery, I think that's where they kind of go and see Mumsy and she does them a riddle. Ah, yeah. So you try and have to incorporate that into each room of the house. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> It'd be great if you just like, your challenge was like to do the kitchen and then like, Mumsy's just sitting there and she's like, where is the stopcock? <laughs> <laughs> for me I'd be like what is a stopcock I'd be like I don't know 
Yeah, and then the clock would be and you'd be like, Oh, I don't know what's And then you would have the theme tune running around and yeah. It'd be someone behind you'd be like, It's it's under this I don't even know if it is under this sink. This is how bad I am at like DIY stuff. I thought stopcocks were in the toilet. That's the mystery. You've got in the kitchen. You don't need to find the stopcock, you just need to tell her where it is. She's in the kitchen, like, where is the stopcock? And then like any normal person would be like it's in the toilet uh, but I would be like I can't find it and I'd be looking at all the cupboards but maybe it's like a riddle as well so it's not just a stopcock it's like something that sounds similar oh. like you've got to draw you've got to paint one on the wall or something like that she'd be like a farmer woke up one morning and the rooster was crowing on the barn roof but he shot it find that piece of the house <laughs> <laughs> that's very dark I like it and you'd be like what a rooster was shot the oh I guess that's that's like a a cock uh did he he silenced it oh he st- and he stopped it he stopped the cock it's a stop cock <laughs> so maybe that I do feel a bit like I would be a nightmare at this and it sounds like so stressful on a number of different levels oh totally you've got the decoration to think about the riddles the time getting your crystal pleasing your neighbour whose house you're potentially ruining um, you know worrying about what's going on in your house there's so many different you know so much going on and it's only a half an hour show so oh is this is this <laughs> happening across multiple houses at one time yeah it'll be two houses so two groups of people so whoever's presenting would have to keep hopping across and checking on this house and how are they doing and then you know so it's very high octane it would be like in the crystal maze how they've got like themed zones so there's like a jungle theme and a space theme and a medieval theme and like a nautical theme I think uh, there's like an Aztec one or whatever mm. you'd have to do your houses in those styles so you'd be like you're getting a um, you're getting the space house you're getting yes. the pirate house yeah <laughs> and it's to... picked randomly so you don't yeah yeah uh, you can get Rambot in on it yeah Rambot would be awesome in this situation one of the few situations where, where Rambot becomes useful well, depending on how, how well his writing career goes. Yeah, well. I'm definitely not going to gonna hedge my bets on Rambo's writing career. <laughs> this, however, this may be, may be good. Oh, God, it would be so manic. You're, like, running across the street. Oh, this would be really cool, actually, because they could have that big big crystal dome in the end. That could be right in the middle of the street. <gasps> yes. Yeah, that would be good. It'd be fantastic. And, like, your neighbours would all come out on the street, so it's a bit like, you know, a sort of community thing as well. Everyone would be cheering for people, and, yeah, it'd be quite good. I think me, one of my favourite things about this scenario is what you're playing for is the ability to undo all the work that you did during the show. Yep. <laughs> it just adds, like, a whole <laughs> new dimension and a whole extra level of jeopardy as well. It's dark. It's a dark show. The contestants would have to be in the same ilk of people that go on don't tell the bride yes because like they only get the most foolish grooms to participate and don't tell the bride yeah definitely like whoever cast the the contestants we'd have to advise them that yeah you need a certain type of person that is generally clueless in life just to give it a bit of an extra you know bit of entertainment because you literally don't want to have it and then one of the contestants is literally you know a painter professionally we don't need that kind of thing yeah no good the entire fun of this is schadenfreude it's exactly like Don't Tell the Bride in that you, you are rooting against the contest because they're such an idiot. Like, oh, why did you do that? Oh, you're such an idiot. It's like watching Catchphrase. I do think these screened contestants on Catchphrase 
based on how stupid they are. So how do you think that once we pitch this idea to the show producers, what do you think that they'll they'll run it? Do you think that it would It'll get... It'll filter backwards. So BBC will look at it and go, no, thank you. Like, no, we, do, we don't know. Taxpayer money isn't going on this. Um, ITV might pick it up for... I mean, this is the thing. We want it to be primetime. Mm. ITV, I don't think they'll pick it up for primetime. They'll probably pick it up yeah. for kind of like some weird, like half past 11 at night slot or something. It'll be like a cult hit. Yeah. Channel but 4. I think we'd be more at home on Channel 4 or even something like Dave. Because yeah, I think Dave would have it. You know, while it finds its feet and then... Yeah. In a sort of taskmastery kind of way, that it has certain shows and then they progress onto Channel 4 or whatever. If we went on Dave, though, we would the thing we'd suffer with is we wouldn't have a big enough budget. Mm. Yeah, good point. We need to have at least enough money to contract builders to come and repair everyone's houses. Unless we make the show so impossibly hard that nobody ever wins. Yeah. I think we'd do that. Well, worst comes to worst, actually, right? If we did decide we needed a bit more of a budget and we weren't bothered about running necessarily more than one series, Netflix would pick it up because Netflix picks anything up. That's true. They do have a lot of money and they'll buy anything. They throw fucking money at things. Like, they just throw everything at the wall just to see what sticks. And this would certainly stick. Especially if we got Jonathan from Queer Eye in because he'd be kind of like... He'd be the... Oh! Oh! Ah, oh, I've had a really good idea for who else could write. Okay, um, Nicole Bayer has the exact energy we need for this show. Um, I'm sorry, I don't know who that is. Have you seen Nailed It? No. Is it a show about nails? So, <laughs> Nailed It, uh, I guess this is good to explain for you and the viewers. So Nailed It is, it's basically a show about bacon, but they get people on who are very bad at it. Oh, um, is it on Netflix? It's on Netflix, yeah. And they have right, to recreate okay. some kind of spectacular cake. So they'll have an impossibly difficult cake to recreate. And there'll be three contestants, all horrible at bacon. Um, and whoever fucks up the least wins. But it's very much that kind of like, everything's going horrible and he has someone to taunt you. So Nicole Bayer, she's very kind of like vivacious, she's lively. And she's really good at taking the piss out of people when they're doing a shit job of things. So a bit like Tom Allen on Bake Off Professionals. Yeah. Because he's very good at that and sort of, yeah. Do you think we'd end up with any kind of bin gate scenarios? Like, you know, remember, you remember bin gate from Bake Off like a few series back? Oh, yeah. There'd yeah. be all sorts of trouble. Like, because it's, it's such a heightened emotional sort of time for people that there's bound to be people storming off the set. There's going to be people throwing crystals and shattering them. There's going to be all sorts. It's going to be amazing, really. It's going to be brilliant TV. And then, I'm just imagining someone, like, throws a crystal at the wall and it shatters, but then, like, the cameraman does a little close-up on the shards (laughs) when they're on the floor. (laughs) And then it cuts to someone outside, like, getting really emotional, like, having, having, like, a cigarette be like, I just can't handle it. I don't want my house to look like this. And then, like, but then, like, whoever's hosting it will come, like, let's say it was Nicole, she'll be like, well, you better win. Like, the only way this this isn't going to stick is if you win. You've got to get in there and win and, like, hype them up and then they'll be like, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to (laughs) win. Oh, it sounds perfect. I'm already looking forward to this TV show. I think the only thing that could make this more perfect is if somehow you could press gang people into doing it where they don't have a choice whether they participate or not, where you kind of like just conscript random people to do it. Because what a nightmare that would be. That would be really hard. I think that would take on a much, much, much darker aspect. (laughs) Very, like in some kind of like criminal hostage situation that would really be... um, (laughs) <laughs> so I don't know but yeah it would make good TV I'll give you that definitely yeah I would watch the hell out of that 100% I would it would yeah. <laughs> it would run for 10 years at least <laughs> yeah it would either have like one, one good Netflix series or it would have a 10 year stretch on Dave <laughs> yeah 
and it would have international versions but they just wouldn't quite work because they wouldn't get the humor oh yeah they just they, they totally mm. wouldn't stack up I guess maybe because <laughs> I think in more sensible places, maybe Sweden, Finland, Scandinavian countries, they'd just be like, I'm not doing that to me home. I'm just not. Forget it. <laughs> and then, like, I guess there'd be other places kind of like, um, like in America where they have like great big, huge houses. It would, oh, that's the other thing is American reality TV is it's a bit more manufactured. Mm, that's true. Like they would cause yeah. drama for the sake of it. They'd cause so much drama. I think that's the thing is if they went to America, the stakes would be so much higher because the houses are bigger. It probably takes more money to redecorate an American house. But I'm happy to sell it to America, Phil, to be honest. Let's do it. Sort of. I feel like, and um, maybe correct me if I'm wrong for the American viewers, I feel like that they try and steer towards a happy ending more than just letting things go to pot. Like in, yeah. in, like in Britain, we just let them fuck up and we just watch it and like laugh. Whereas in America, I feel like they try and steer them towards success yeah we don't want that we don't want smushy like you know happy endings that's that's not good tv yeah this show is about watching the worst thing happen and just laughing through it and so so is unreal prognosis and being glad and thankful that none of it is happening to you that's that's what we aim for here that's the goal okay that's a good pitch so yeah i think i think we've had a hit on our hands there nadia i think so too i think that is again we 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 do like to make the best out of bad situation hopefully that bad situation <laughs> never ever comes true for us but I would love to see it come true for someone else I mean I think that we are kind of asking it in a lot of ways like we are always sort of wanting bad things to happen to others are we horrible people let's not answer that question Phil and let's move on to the next scenario Woo! <laughs> I am ready as I've ever been. I've had a little cry <laughs> and I am... <laughs> I've had a little existential crisis and uh, I'm ready to come back as, as mean as ever. Beautiful. That's what we want here. So, um, you're stranded in the middle of a town with no money and the only way to make some cash is to busk. Sadly, you only have blank at hand. How long will it take you to earn your fair home? Okay, the blanks, or the variables, are an encyclopedic dictionary and thesaurus, a cider jar full of bees, a ginormous big grandfather clock, <laughs> and an angry cat and a sad cat. <laughs> um, I also just want to say that we, we've recently heard the news of Bob the Street Cat passing away, so this wasn't at all in in ode to that, and this has just accidentally come up, so this is in no way, you know, we're not laughing at Bob the Cat that died, because that was very sad. Anyway, Phil, what are your thoughts on these variables? Well, Encyclopedic Dictionary and Thesaurus, um, maybe you could use it to to write a song or a rap mm. thesaurus is oh it's not like a rhyming dictionary though is it oh, that may be more difficult I stop rapping like on just, the street <laughs> or you could just like you could just go down the dictionary and you could be like aardvark abacus abracadabra and like and you could just like okay let, let's not go too far into it because if we do get this one we want to have something left to talk about that is true <laughs> <laughs> yeah blank number two i just find frankly so terrifying uh say jar full of bees for viewers at home i have one horrible fear and it is bees i'm so afraid of bees i don't mind wasps i can happily deal with wasps 
bees terrify us and I don't I don't understand why so that one would be my nightmare scenario uh, I fully expect after last week's performance Rambot will deliver that <laughs> please don't ginormous big grandfather clock um, so the musician inside me wants to take the grandfather clock apart find all the bells maybe construct some kind of bell tree out of it oh interesting angry cat sad cat I'm not a cat person I mean this might this one might be a better one for you you might have more luck with the cats I mean angry cats like yeah you're not gonna get much from an angry cat really yeah um, and the sad cat you know what, what what can you do with the sad cat I mean that might get you money because you could just literally stand there and go look at my sad cat he needs some money and then people might give you money. I mean, that's the crux yeah. of it, isn't it? You just need to keep it up long enough to earn enough money to get home. So, shall we spin the wheel and find out what horrible fate is in store for us this time? Rambot! Rambot! Rambot, Rambot. Hello again. Hi. You've you've already done double the amount of work that you would normally do, having to pick two variables for the first scenario. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this is the home stretch Rambot, so if you could just serve us up one more <laughs> if you could just serve us up one more little nightmare, we'd we'd be happy. And oh okay, um I'm glad it's not the bees. Uh, Rambot has selected number four Angry Cat and Sad Cat. Oh, okay. So Let me read out the scenario. You're stranded in the middle of town with no money and the only way to make some cash is to busk. Sadly, you only have an angry cat and a sad cat. (laughs) How long will it take you to earn your pay? (laughs) I just like the idea of sadly you only have an angry cat and a sad cat. So it's not like you don't have a happy cat. Your happy cat isn't at home. Happy at home. Your grumpy cat isn't there either. (laughs) (laughs) No, this is the other thing. This cat isn't just grumpy. He's full on angry. He's pissed off. Yeah. An angry cat. I mean, I love cats. Cats are lovely. But an angry cat, yeah, you've got to be careful with that. They do have claws and they will use them. My first instinct, right, and I, I, I will stress this again. I am not a cat person, right? And it's not that I don't like cats. Cats don't like me. I don't know what it is. I think maybe they sense the presence of evil and they just they just go off as but um, I, I, I want to interrupt c- here, Phil. You've met Alan. Alan a cat loves you, so So Nadia's got a really cute cat called Alan. He's very, very cute. But um every time I've met Alan, he's only ever approached me when he thinks I've got something that he wants. So if he wants some food, he'll come up to us, or if he wants to be let out, he'll come up to us. But the rest of the time, it'd give me a wide berth. <laughs> no, because I remember one time he came and sat on your lap and you jumped a mile on scared. I'm definitely more of a dog person than a cat person. And what the thing is, like, you, a dog doesn't really sneak up on you. You kind of hear them coming and you're ready for the love. A cat is like a little ninja, right? So you sit and watching the TV and you're giving the TV your full attention and the cat just like appears yeah. in like your periphery and just lands on you. It is, it's like if you're not used to being startled. <laughs> like, I mean, maybe cat owners are more used to being like startled or they don't get startled anymore because they used to cat just randomly appear and like cats do just materialize that's why they're they're really good burglars cat burglars that that's why they get the name because they're really good at sneaking and, and stealing things oh bag of swag what would be the chances of getting the cat to pickpocket the money for your fair home well i would say a normal happy cat would be quite obliging with that but Getting an angry cat to do it. I mean, no, because they just want to scratch someone. A sad cat you could perhaps use to distract mm. the mark, I suppose. Mm. I like that you know all the terminology for pickpocket, Nadia. This is very <laughs> encouraging. Well, <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
What can I say? I, uh, You've had a hard life. Had a hard life. <laughs> Just uh, don't ever leave anything around me, and otherwise it will be gone. Noted. But yeah, it would be tricky. As well, in theory, we're supposed to be busking and not stealing. So would that be against the rule here? Or? I guess the stipulation in the scenario is that we have already resigned ourselves to taking the moral high ground we're not going to try and mug anybody we're not going to try and pickpocket anybody because I think if you've got an angry cat and this is the same for the like if it would have been for the bees mm-hmm. if I had been given the bees I would be like give me all your money or I'll smash this jar of bees over your head um, <laughs> and I guess the same with the angry cat I would be like give me your money or I'll set my angry cat on you um, I love how violence is the first thing you think of I mean personally with the bees I would have been like Come and have a look at these bees. Pound a look. <laughs> <laughs> or what, like, guess how many bees are in the jar, and if you get it right, you... Well, what would you offer them to win? You, you win um, the jar of a bees. Bee, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pound to guess. <laughs> well, sadly, you can't get anyone to guess how many cats there are, um, because there are only two cats. I think you would have to either do a spoken word performance or some kind of song and sing about how you have an angry and cat and a sad cat, and it would people would come forward to look at the cats and then while they're looking at the cats you can sing about them and then hopefully people will you know toss a coin to your witcher and give you some money (laughs) they they come for the cats they stay for the song yes exactly or the spoken word poem which to be honest i'm fascinated by this concept nadia what would a spoken word poem about angry cats and sad cats look like it would be like my cat is angry today I don't know why I can't make the hay. He went to bed happy and woke up quite sad. My other cat is sad. Now I feel quite bad. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, beautiful. Um, (laughs) Thank you. I'll give myself a little clap. Oh, well, yes. Sorry. That was very rude. Applause, but I'm still not giving you any money. Um, What? Well, I mean, Nadia, I'm not being funny. But there's people who are more deserving of my loose change than you. You're just talking about your cats. Yeah, but I'm clearly desperate. <laughs> that is <laughs> <at> true. <laughs> I just want to go. I just want to go home. Well, I mean, my second choice for this busk would have been somehow create a perform an animal circus type scenario. Okay. With an, how would how would you go about training an angry cat? Well, you are someone who has experience, quote unquote, training cats. Can you give me any tips? Like, how? <laughs> Not with an angry cat, no. I mean, that's the difference between cats and dogs. You can't particularly... Oh, okay, right. I've got this. Um, so, the angry cat is angry. He's out of the picture, okay? So what if I use the angry cat mm-hmm. as, like, kind of a, a cautionary tale to the sad cat to get it to behave? So I can kind of, like, set my cats up, and then people will come to stroke the angry cat, and the angry cat will be like, <laughs> and then they'll be the people will be like, oh, what a horrible cat. I'm not going to hang around and, like, love this cat. But the sad cat kind of... Yeah. People will come and stroke the sad cat. And the sad cat, maybe he'll still be sad, but at least he'll kind of be reinforced to not be aggressive. So from there, he's already kind of conditioned to not be angry. Maybe I could use that as like a starting point for training him. So maybe if like I try and like train the angry cat... I guess I don't have anything to reward the cats with, though. That's the thing. And also, you are literally in the town centre. <laughs> Busking... <laughs> You know, you can't plan for this. You just find yourself in this situation. So you're saying that you would, like, you know, take your time and train the cats in front of people. Okay, yeah, no, point taken. (laughs) (laughs) 
I guess I don't have any time. Yeah, that would look very, very ridiculous. Me trying to like explain things to the cats in the middle of town, a busy town centre. Um, yeah, no, I do just want to get home as soon as possible. So that probably is out of the question. Okay, what about like cat puppetry? Can I do that? I mean, angry cat won't put up with that. The sad cat might. Though. Wait, what do you mean? Like getting cat puppets? So you know the little cat, the the meme of the cat, and he's on the keyboard and he's just like plunking his little paws on the keyboard. Oh yeah, I like. That. I'm thinking something like that. So maybe like I get like a I find a cardboard box just like lying around somewhere and I make a little like stall out of it and then I get the sad cat and I just kind of like hide behind the box and like pop the sad cat out and be like hello children it's your friend sad cat and then I'll try with the angry cat but the angry cat will obviously just will be going batshit on the other hand I'll be holding this cat with the other hand and I'll, be like, and I'll have to be like oh this is angry cat please don't make him mad <laughs> how do you feel today angry cat <laughs> Oh my god! I feel sad because I can't get home. You know what? This is literally home. just just made me think of Punch and Judy. Because Punch was an angry, angry alcoholic that used to beat up Judy, who was obviously sad because she was getting beaten up all the time. So you could do that kind of, you know, a, a cat version of that in a way, maybe without the sausages. And I don't think I necessarily want to set the angry cat on the sad cat. That seems <laughs> unnecessarily cruel. Yeah, that that is. I mean, you'd have to, you would stand in the middle of them, so they wouldn't actually, you know. I would just be pretending maybe I could use a perspective illusion to make it look like the angry cat was Kit and the sad cat (laughs) but I'm just imagining like the sad cat just kind of like the life has drained out of its eyes it's just like lost the will and he's just you kind of want him to to, like react you're just kind of shaking him around but he's got like a little vacancy it's like Garfield he's like "Mm." maybe we could like rectify the kind of mistakes Puncher Judy makes by trying to reinforce a moral like it's not okay although actually you'd be like it's not okay to beat people up but the angry cat would be like ah and he'd be like scratching you to shit and he'd be like it's not okay to beat people up or maybe in the story the angry cat ends up into the sad cat so there's a moral left the kids watching that like don't be angry because you'll just end up sad I mean when you think about it they Punch and Judy people must literally earn money otherwise no one would do it so I think that if you did that kind of style of cat entertainment you'd get your fair home fairly quickly yeah there's definitely a market in it is this going to be something I can do easily I mean the, the angry cat I, I'm fearful of the angry cat as a cat person how easy is it to hold on to an angry cat because they're very slippery yeah and also you know the claws will dig in so I would suggest sort of getting some kind of bit of paper or because you're on the street so you don't have many like much like sources there I would say put socks on it or something but I, I don't really know I would say don't use the angry cat that much but more as a sort yeah. of a quick there was an angry cat and now it's gone <laughs> <laughs> but yeah angry cats can't be reasoned with really unless you have food but mm, but yeah. if I had food then I would probably have money I mean that's true unless I spent all my money on food which is not the first time that would have happened um, <laughs> yeah I mean do you have any, any any better ideas of how to use an angry cat and a sad cat other than beat poetry and puppetry no I don't to be honest poetry and puppetry I mean what else you, you know they're the, the two traditions of cat when they're busking with cats yeah. I mean, I was imagining like some kind of nice Britain's Got Talent scenario where you kind of like lead the cat through an obstacle maze. But as you've pointed out, that would take too long to perfect, yeah. really. And also, there's an angry cat and sad cat, so it would be hard enough with just a sort of a happy cat, really. Yeah, cats do what they want. They're, they're very independent. Yeah. It's not like you can <laughs> reason with them. <laughs> <laughs> 
please do it, Kat. Please, come on. <laughs> if you don't do this, we can't go home. Please just be reasonable. <laughs> it's looking at you like, what? What you want? <laughs> so I wouldn't be getting home. Yes. I think, you know, people like animals, really. That's the one thing that Brits like. They like animals, so I'm sure... You know, people would give you a couple of quid at least to get the bus. I hope so. Maybe, I mean, could I sell the cats? No, probably not, because they're not, they're not like the best cats, are they? If it was a happy cat, even if it was a neutral cat. <laughs> would you buy a cat from, from a man in a town centre <laughs> that was just selling them? Would you? I'd be like, cats for sale, two flavours, <laughs> angry and sad. They'd be like, oh, have you got any um, wistful cats? No, angry or sad. We're all sold out of Wistful. That's all we've got today. Yeah. <laughs> the the sad one might become Wistful if you if you bear with him, but we're not quite sure at this point. I mean, how, how do you think you'd fare in this cat puppetry situation? Um, I think we it would be tricky. You maybe have to do a couple of performances to get enough money. Are, are we talking bus? Are we talking taxi? Like, how well is this going to go? I'm thinking bus. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be taxi money. I would be so incentivized to do a good job, right? Because I'd be like, as soon as I have enough money to do this, I'm just going to release both these cats. They're not going to be my cats anymore, slash my problem anymore. You can't just release them. You can't just release cats. I can't take my cats on the bus, Nadia. You would have to and then ring and then take them to an adoption centre if you really didn't want to deal with them. In this scenario, what, what's clearly happened is I've been into town, because like, I can't take the cats on the bus, I've been into town to get the cats. <laughs> I've went and bought the cats on the day, realised I can't get back. <laughs> And now, all I have got is my wit and my cats. <laughs> so what a horrible day this has been. My one objective for the day was to get two cats. Oh boy, that's quite a, that's quite a day. And I've become so sick of the cats in the process of trying to get home that I just want them gone. I want them out of my life. I'm going to go get some cats. <laughs> and then you realise you can't get home. <laughs> I'm sorry, but... <laughs> That's one of the best randomest scenarios we've we've ever had on this show so far, I think. Because that is a that's a <sighs> sticky situation you've got yourself into right there. <laughs> that is a very sticky situation. I mean, I think we've been in worse scenarios, <laughs> but this this one is is maybe <sighs> a real enough. <laughs> this could happen. This could happen to a person. Um, I mean, to be quite honest with you, being stuck in town, in a busy town centre with two cats, one that's angry, one that's sad, and possibly not no carriers for these cats, I think in that situation, I'd rather face the charging hippo. Whoa, To be okay. quite honest with you. I love cats, but that would just be too stressful of a situation. At least the hippo, you can just, you know, accept death. And just, it's over, you know? <laughs> I love how your outlook on these situations is, how can I get out of this by any means possible, even if that means death? Yep. <laughs> I mean, yep. I think maybe an angry cat would be a good weapon to deploy against a hippo. You just throw the cat... Yeah, Yeah, that's true. It would, like, dig into its hide. I don't think a hippo would handle an angry cat that well. No, it wouldn't. Mm -mm. <laughs> it, no it would just make it angrier. Although, what if they team up and then the cat's riding it and charging... <laughs> oh, God. The, the League of Angry Animals. 
Oh no. We're just gonna have to like leave those two angry animals for another day and hope that they don't come back. And to haunt us, literally. <laughs> Vengeful. <laughs> Vengeful animal. How awful. Okay, well, I-, I think really with that, we've solved that ridiculous and awful situation. I mean, I feel like we haven't solved anything today. <laughs> But how fun it is to just let everything go to hell and laugh. (sighs) Yes, I agree. If you didn't laugh, you'd cry. That's true. I think maybe in these scenarios, both laughter and tears are completely inevitable. But if you guys at home have any scenarios that you would like uh, Nadia and I to prognosticate upon, be they tragic or comedic, preferably both, please send them in to us at unrealprognosis at gmail.com or tweet at us. We are at Phil Nadia. And as you've probably um, deduced, we will literally discuss anything. Yeah, so let us know. Also, be sure to rate us wherever you happen to listen to your podcast and subscribe so you'll be automatically updated of when we've um, released a new episode. Um, If you're unsure of the amount of stars, the correct amount of stars is five. Five. Yeah, um, it's it's a good number of stars, I think. So uh, that that would be our recommendation. So that is a five star goodbye from me, and a five star goodbye from me, and a five star goodbye from Rambot. Bye. Bye. <laughs> My like cough has given me like quite a deep. A deeper voice so I can cackle a bit better like oh, 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 oh.